Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Explorers, welcome back to the Starfield Lorecast. It is 2024. We took off last week because it was crazy with all the holidays and getting everything scheduled. But we are back. This is the first episode of the new year. I'm your host, Tom. I'm here with Dave Chaffins, and we're going to have some patrons with us. Dave, welcome back to the show, man. How's it going? It's good to be here, Thomas. Um, I feel like that we've been doing this for a while now, so I can be more formal with you. We can start talking about this in a real art form. Um, Yeah, you and my mom are the only ones who call me that. Yes, and I would like to call uh, Turbo Toboggan maybe like a Turbo Hat or Sled, um, depending on where you're from. Um, The more formalized name, if you you get my drift. I get you. Toboggan. Being, being each of those things. Uh, yeah. Drift. Uh, uh, maybe. I, I have a feeling. Turbo, welcome back to the show, buddy. Is it toboggan? What is a toboggan in your vernacular? Uh, sled. I didn't know there was a hat. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like you're getting a little choppy here, but we heard sled. Didn't know that there's a hat. It could be either. So you are the sled variety. Yeah. You are not a turbo hat. You're a sled. I'm just seeing I'm, I'm, I'm seeing it with a sled with a like a, a like a miss butter scene or a YouTube scene where someone just put like one of those weird engines that uh-huh. he slowly turns red, just light one of those on fire and shoot down a hill. You're a sled on fire. That's that's amazing. That's a wonderful way to to ring in the new year. Um, b- by the way, we also have Nova joining us as well. Nova's here. Nova, how's it going? Welcome to the show. I am doing good. Hopefully, I'm not too late to the party. No, you're good. We're we're just kicking it off, and uh, we've got four of us to talk about today's topic, which is now that we are in 2024, we're moving into a new year. I want us to look ahead. I want us to think about by this time next year, by the end of 2024, the beginning of 2025, what things do we want for Starfield? What things do we want different, changed? added in, fixed, where do we want the state of the game to be at the beginning of 2025? So that's today's topic, and we're going to go over some different ideas. I have some thoughts. I have some thoughts that I I did a little bit of research on this, looking at some of the other Bethesda games and going, oh, oh, maybe this, maybe that. But I want to hear your thoughts as well. So who would like to kick us off? Actually, Nova, I know you just jumped right in, but I know that you think deeply about these things. Do you have something just off the top of your head that's something you would absolutely want changed or added to the game this year? Um, I'm putting you on the spot right away, yeah. but I know yeah, you, I know you can take it. Hey, just calling. I was like, Hey, he's smart. Talk, talk to him. Um, <laughs> I guess it would have to be like maybe an operation Anchorage style of DLC that throws you back into the 
colony war, I think it was, or yeah. like, like what was the major war between the, between the EC and the, uh, or the UC, I mean, and, and this, uh, uh, free star collective, what was the, that major war? That was like colony war. Um, okay. That is a few, there's a few people call the colony war. There's like two different wars that they call the colony war, but they call them the same thing, but they happened years apart. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I'm, I'm talking about the more later, the, the later one with the ter- with the uh, terramorphs and the mechs. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about because I know everyone really wants to see all that stuff. And I think it'd be a really cool kind of, you know, it's a simulation part. So I guess you have to go with the Vanguard or something like that as part of your introduction to the Vanguard part of your um, like, or maybe it's like a special ops version of it. And so, uh, and so like they're preparing you for, okay, in the Vanguard, this is what you're going to do. If we have another war, they're probably going to bring back the mechs. They're probably going to break the treaty because just like in world war two, if he, if he didn't know, um, uh, there was major naval treaties right for world war two that limited the, the size that of what navies could be and what you could build in the navy but as soon as the war broke out all that went off the table and so i would assume it kind of be the same thing where the uc and the street Fighter collective would kind of just tear the trees up and say okay go right back to the research that we stopped a couple a couple dozen years ago and we're just going to start exactly or we're gonna pick up exactly where we left off or maybe they had secret programs in the background and so in order to prepare the their vanguard or maybe the free store collective version of it because you can I, I would assume it ha- they would have the kind of similar programs where it is not limited to one faction um then it just brings you back to a major battle during that war just like operation anchorage from fallout would it be like when you go into that quest line and you do the piloting simulation would it be something like that where you go in like a pod Exactly and then all of a sudden, yes. like, <laughs> whoop, you like, all the, like the screen changes poof, and then you are like in a battlefield and you've got your commander there barking orders at you. And in the distance, you see like exploding mechs and, you know, mm-hmm. terramorphs or whatever, whatever's going on in that one engagement. And he's like, all right, soldier, get out there. Give him yeah. hell. And you're like, all right. Yes, sir. And then like you just <laughs> run out. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And, that, that, and that's why I'm with Vanguard, because you already have that part with that faction or with that uh, uh, with that part of the faction. So you already have that already built into the game. So it'd be very easy just to expand upon it. And so it's kind of you know already assets that are, exist right there, and so might as well just say okay, well we're gonna like it may it, it may be f- completely accurate or it may be just like the museum, uh, right? Uh, uh, like you right. see a sized. It's their version of the events <laughs> yes. that, that happened. Um, or it's like we wish it went like this, but actuality that we got curb stomped. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's a it's a criminal sin, and I think. Bethesda committed the greatest crime ever is putting a mech in a game that you can't enter. Yeah, that's that's absolutely that's a crime. And really, instead of, you know, holding Ve Victus uh, in in, in some sort of like tribal situation where we're all like holding out our torches and voting him off the island to his little prison, we should be holding Bethesda accountable and saying, I want my mechs. I want Dave now, Dave. Here, here's the best part about it. Maybe the mech is your winterized T fifty one. That's a good. That's a good thought. That's so good when thought. you compl- so when you complete the addition or the add on, you get access to a mech build now. Oh, I would like that because then it's like, hey, not only am I a giant pirate and a total d bag, I'm also just like <laughs> actually committing galactic like you're breaking yeah. <laughs> treaties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Exactly. So in, in order for this to happen, they've got 
creatures. They've got animals and creatures. They have AI in the game that can have all the creatures fight specific targets or whatever. That part wouldn't take a whole lot of development as far as I can tell. But the mech side of it is definitely something that would take a considerable amount of actual planning and design and and I would assume that they can port over some of the stuff from like Fallout 4 and 76 of getting in power armor and maybe scale Probably. it up a little bit like how do you see this Probably. working um I see uh like I don't know. Like I quite literally just came up with this on the spot because I didn't look at what we were talking about today. Mm-hmm. So I literally sat down and <laughs> expected to hear Turbo Toboggan talk about like, that's what we're talking about. I, uh, yeah, and then, and Tom just pushed me onto the stage. So he, I start, he started last time, so I thought I'd, I'd let you give it a shot. Um, yeah. So I guess if hmm. I really had to think about it, I guess it would be kind of like just piling a normal ship, but instead of it flying through the air, it would be it's you know, just on the just on the ground and so you would have to traverse terrain in a in a special fashion or maybe it could just wouldn't just be uh specifically that it could also be the introduction of wheeled vehicles too or tracked vehicles as well yeah i mean i guess they could they could pull together any other kinds of vehicles that they would have in the conflict and yeah. you know if they're adding that to the game then why not add a variety and just have them all there and then expand that out into okay now you can build your base you can build your spaceship but you can also customize and build vehicles and then maybe that's something that works itself into the rest of the game too Mm -hmm. so yeah that could be cool turbo do you have any thoughts on this um oh he's a mech oh my god (laughs) (laughs) his his image on the screen (laughs) (laughs) do you think this would be cool what do you think I was trying to picture what the mechs look like. But I don't think I've seen. They're in the, There's one in the museum mech. that's like, like a statue of it. I believe. Yeah, they look kind of like Ridley Scotty, like um, uh, Alien or uh, Avatar. Yeah, because um, I couldn't remember mechs. if they had a, a, a closed cockpit or not. Because I thought, because in my head, all I kept picturing was uh, uh, from uh, Titanfall. Not from Titanfall. It was more. I kept picturing the ones from, uh, not Ghost in the Shell. Um, Solid Snake. What's the, what's the, what's the game with that guy in it? Oh God, why am I drawing a blank? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Why can't? Why is this not? Um, Solid freaking Solid Snake. Uh, that is Snake Game. Metal Gear. Metal Gear. That's the name of that. Metal Gear. Wow. Wow, thank you, Rob the Princess in chat. Um, yeah, so the mechs, uh, there's like, there are locations where you see like the broken down mechs and they're burned out. Some of them are yeah. really big. They're more than just yeah, like what, that's what I was thinking. a man like, They're suit. really, really big. So I, I didn't know what size ones we were talking about because like, I know we have the Terramorphs coming back because of the pro, like a mission. I still haven't finished that one all the way, but um, that's what I was just thinking. Like, how big are the mechs we talking about? Or are we just talking about power suit sized mechs? I mean, I honestly, they're I honestly, they're large. Like the ones you see in the game are like 30, 40 feet tall. Like they're I honestly assume big. it would be more like a personal, like a personal mech. Like maybe fifteen to twenty feet tall would be what you could build, just because uh, space limitations. Honestly, uh, you could only have it. You can only have it so large and still be able to actually do missions with it. <laughs> well, if you only use that in outdoor locations like a vehicle right yeah. like you get out of it you get back in it yeah and then you just you park it outside the city and then walk in the city you know that kind of thing um but yeah, but yeah but I, I could imagine that little, would be crazy there's, but there's parts 
of the world where it's only like maybe like a 10 20 foot gap that you have to go through and so they don't want to be limited they they don't want you to have a, a empire state building size thing where you have to well i have to park it here forever i guess and maybe pick it up on, when i leave <laughs> yeah yeah like i don't know they're, they're very large um I would imagine yeah, I if they like the idea, though, of like um, there's a there's just the planet of mechs and here you get to live out your mech fantasies <laughs> and then you got to leave it. You got to leave it at the door. It's kind of like on neon, like leave your you can do drugs all you want, but only you here. leave them here. Right. It's a, it's and, a reverse neon. Because depending on how big it is, you can't take it on your ship. And you, it, 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 unless I'm guessing you have like a C class ship. Otherwise, you're going to, have to build a base on each place you want to deploy it, so you can make a new one. I would imagine that you well, like well, a full size mech isn't going to fit on a, a ship that you can build. I mean, it's yeah, it's almost the it size of a ship. Like it's well, th- that's also part of the reason why I was saying a personal mech, maybe fifteen to twenty feet tall, because yeah. like in theory, you should be able to have a uh, like a, a uh, mech. Like well, within a mech bay, I suppose. So when you land, it's like the un- let's say the most bottom part. So instead of replacing, oh. so it replaces the uh, cargo hold. Landing gear. Oh, that's cool. So it like disconnects off and then like transforms into its full shape or something. No, no, no. no. What I'm what I'm saying. <laughs> that would be cool. Tom, Tom, you're just too inspired by Turbo Toboggan's icon. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Like if it's like the part of the ship and the ship lands and then that part disconnects yeah, and then goes I mean, grrr, and like and then like stands up. Yeah, I mean, well, like, what I was thinking more of was like a garage, honestly, that's attached to your ship. Mm-hmm. And makes like a smaller <laughs> mech inside the garage. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's from saying a personal mech where right. it's like, like 15 feet tall at most. So, like, the so you land and it just walks out the side of your ship, mm-hmm. too, because that just makes the most sense. Because we don't want something that is a battle mech. This is in like an explorer's, <laughs> explorers or in Dave Schaefen's uh, case, a pirate mech. And so you have to be able to, yes, be mobile. You can't be uh, you can't leave it on a planet because you're not going to fight an entire war or campaign there. You have to take it with you. Yeah, that makes sense. I've yeah. gone down this rabbit hole now and, I, and I'm thinking about like, you know, we talk about mechs detaching. But what if, and in my head, I'm like, OK, so what if Transformers and like, you know, your ships just like mold into different mechs. <laughs> and then that makes me think that brings up a good point. And that makes me think they've outlawed mechs, but aren't ships just more dangerous mechs that like can, <laughs> can move infinitely fast? And have, they like, are massive weapons on them. Yes, they can teleport. <laughs> they can kind of teleport. I mean, I guess that's what grav drives do is kind of almost the equivalent of teleporting because of how fast they move. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I would imagine if you're going to incorporate mechs into this game, you've got to rethink a lot of other things. But to take that and put it in a like a like a little caged area that's like only this simulation of the past and only in this part of a map that we give you and the mechs work there. You don't have to worry about any of the other questions about integrating into the rest of the game. It's just something that you can go visit and do in this one place. I I'm looking forward, like looking, knowing now how the community responds to things like this, like uh, Fallout 76 adding like what's it called where you go off to the other places expedition expedition i I was gonna say excavation but that's not the right word expeditions people hated that because they were like just expand the map i just want to go see new places and be able to play the regular game in a new place i don't want to be have a little section that's just cordoned off and you have to only do certain things in this little section so 
I would imagine that that won't go over super well with some of the audience, even if it is really cool to actually experience and do. It's almost like a catch 22. Like, how do you give them that experience and then say, but the mechs have to stay there without completely updating like large portions of the game to make mechs work? I maybe they've solved it. Maybe they've planned for this. You know, maybe this is something that is less complicated than I think it is. I don't know. I mean, like I'm thinking about Shivering Isles, like you had like certain powers in the Shivering Isles when you played Oblivion. That's like, oh, okay, now I can like, I don't know, make like spoons turn into (laughs) mice that dance. (laughs) Right. Whatever those crazy powers powers were. Yeah. You had like a million crazy powers, but it was like, yeah, it it only works here because this is your, your realm because you're shade where that's a whole different lore of like, I really don't understand the difference between the two, but that was kind of like sectioned off into that area. So I'm wondering if that would be, you know, a, a good example for something they might do. Yeah, I'm just being wishful and because I really want to drive a mech around. Like, I, I don't think it's an unreasonable thing to want. I just, <laughs> yeah, I'm just curious about how they would know, make it work. Man. I mean, that's that's yeah. that's what it that's what it boils down to, right? Yeah, but just at a minimum, though, I would at least enjoy to see a representation of the Second Colony War because I would really like to see a Terramorph like duking it out with a guy in a mech suit. <laughs> Yeah, it would be cool. It would be cool to see for sure. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think this is a really cool one to start off with. Let's move to Turbo. Turbo, what do you want in the next year of this game? What do you Mine want to add or change? A little bit small thing. At least I think, the, in my view, smaller than uh, like a practically a giant fucking Mac. <laughs> That's fine. Okay. So what's like uh, sometimes the small things are just as important, right? Because as I've been playing through the game, they're, mine are mostly like, I'm guessing life, uh, not what's the term? Quality uh, of life type stuff. Thank you very much. That's what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause some, as I'm playing, I, my background is, uh, I get, my brain's not working tonight. The, the, the serpent cult in the game. What's it called again? House Varun. Var- Varun. Yeah. House Varun. Yeah. Yeah. I picked that as my, like when you're, uh, your three life, your three choices in the beginning, I picked that. And there's sometimes when Varoons are coming up and I'm like, I, I just, I, I wish like your background choices had more dialogue options. Mm-hmm. I don't know that, 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 that kind of be, I don't going back and reholding the games. I don't know how much they're, they're going to do it, but I would like to like, when you pick some of those, I, I have not played the other ones and stuff, but I wish like, cause I'm talking to, uh, Oh, what's her name? The, the companion, one of the main four. Andreja? Andreja, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to her and she talked to me about House Rune. I wish I could, uh, like, like connect with her more over thank you. common that, background stuff is that what you're what, yeah, like you had more like, 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 dialogue I, that I, I shares that and like where you're coming from from being from house for rune yeah or i've run into like one other like mob character once that said varun like the, the ship landed and i'm like I, I wish like i could talk to them and stuff yeah, so I, I get what you're saying. Like, you want your background and who your character is, and maybe even your decisions and things like that to have more actual impact on the world and the other people you talk to and all of that, right? Yeah, yeah. That's especially that's a common. I'm about to do complaint. the Varun Embassy mission, the one for the Terramorphs. I wish I could say like, I'm House Varun. I'm. They're not going to attack me as soon as I walk on the ship. I don't have to sneak in there and stuff. 
Like I'm actually part of, that's my embassy. I can go in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's one of the things that a lot of people have talked about and, and complained about is that the, the impact of your decisions is kind of negligible. They want you to be able to do every quest. Oftentimes you can make decisions and then other people just don't seem to even respond to them. Your background, your life background only has minimal effect on dialogue options and things like that. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm on the same page with you. I think that in order for this game to have the same kind of, uh, potential decade plus future of people coming back and playing it, it needs to feel more fleshed out like a real place. And I think that's one of the reasons why Skyrim is still so beloved and so so played is that it's not perfect with those things, but there's definitely that more of that feeling like you're in a real place. Put, you put on uh, a certain type of armor and try to walk into a town, and if they don't like who you look like you are, they respond to that. But that doesn't like happen in orc, Starfield. You go in the orc... Uh things they can uh they're a lot more receiving of you right right or if you if you wear imperial armor in one of the like uh holds that you know stays true to skyrim and all of that then they're like oh an imperial what are you doing here you know that kind of thing um which is traditionally how a lot of their games have played you know fallout 3 did very similar things and um oblivion did very similar things so yeah I'm, I'm on the same page with you with that nova what do you think about working more of that into the game i would really love that because that is sure uh i've surely missed that since fallout 4 honestly where because in new vegas you obviously had you know all these different factions you had this background you could choose who you wanted to be if you went into new vegas dressed as a member of the legion you were going to get uh spiked and it wasn't a very good time for you but if you dress as in cr and then went anywhere across the uh, across uh the mojave you were either being beloved or belittled depending on what part of the map you're in right and so it is a part that Bethesda honestly has overlooked, I think, in a lot of their games. And I wish to see more of that in uh, in Starfield, especially now with the background system. And just like Turbo Toboggan was saying, you could have a lot more insight into individual factions or uh, what is the big rift between these two different groups and other things like that, because it's it's an open world role playing game, but the decisions I make apparently aren't as effective or effectual into the environment. And I'm annoyed by that because it's a role playing game. I want my role to be played as it's supposed to be. I chose a background and it's not being received. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lord Chaplin says in chat in, in New Vegas, you can completely disguise yourself as the enemy faction. Yeah. See, I, mm-hmm. I agree with you on this. I want those things. I, I want my decisions to matter. I want to be able to go back and go, what if I do a playthrough where I pretend like I'm part of this faction? How does that work? And I don't mind the whole idea of like cutting out potential quest lines because you made a decision that isolates you from that. I understand Todd Howard wants everyone to be able to play all the quest lines. And I know they've gotten complaints in the past, you know, about how like, oh, I have to start a whole new playthrough in order to even see that part of the game. I get it. I think the solution to that is 
you play the game again. <laughs> you, well, you either play the game again because they've, they've given you a really clever way to keep playing the game over and over again, or it's an option. It by default, nothing gets cut out, but you, just like you could do survival mode or hardcore mode for certain types of games, you could choose the my decisions like there is no off limits. Every NPC is killable. I can totally mess up the game and make it unplayable or or section off quests that I'll never get to do because I made certain decisions or I killed certain people. And I'm OK with this. I'm going to go into this playthrough knowing that that is OK. And yeah. let me let me click that button. Let me click the little check mark in the option screen or whatever and make that possible, because that is a lot more fun in my I, in my perspective. Yeah, I yeah, think that would Tom, be Tom. Yeah, Tur Turbo. Because, Tom, I, I literally just got to the uh, the eye mission where one of your companions dies like that. That, that should be like you can. Uh, um and stuff like that like i just got my guy killed like i i i, I like i wouldn't mind it not being your two favorite characters like it plays out yeah with. it plays out differently maybe be sure yeah, like like have it so it can be like any of your characters could die so like a person you have not talked to at all you just lost their mission sure yeah i i would i would love that there were situations uh and i definitely want to hear dave's thoughts on this too so i'll go to you in a second but turbo you hit on one of the things that i really want to talk about in this episode was exactly this um there were situations in uh when i when i was first playing like for example when you first meet some of the board members of the freestar collective and like you've got to make you got to they asking they're asking you to go do some terrible things they're all in a room with you and i was like what happens if I just off them all right here? What if I just kill them all? And I tried, but you can't, can't kill them. And then the guards come and attack you and then you run away. Uh, it, it, I was like, well, that's, that's stupid. Like I want to play through where I can kill these people. And then I want to totally, I, I don't expect to have access to any quest lines that would involve them moving forward. But I would like to be able to see like maybe in the news that like these people were murdered, murderer at large, you know, like that would be amazing. Uh, but it's not it's not an option and you can't do it for most. I mean, even Ron Hope's quest, even even the whole quest line that ends with Ron Hope and finding out all the terrible things he's doing. You have very specific things you can choose to do. But at no point can you just go, all right, shut up cancel the conversation and shoot him in the head. It just doesn't work like that. So I don't know. That's what I want. Dave, what do you think? So I think that Bethesda has gotten the complaint of when you play skyrim it's like oh well the dragonborn is also the leader of the thieves guild and he killed the emperor and he's the you know leader of the mages guild and he's the top werewolf and he's like the chief vampire hunter slash maybe greatest vampire it's like <laughs> right 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 they've gotten the complaint in the past that it's like oh my hero is the leader of the isheo gorath but also the hero of blah 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 like there's so many if you do all the faction quests like you get to the end of it and then you're the owner of it yeah um and i think that's like i weirdly enough i miss that um, I, I think that's one of the things that Starfield doesn't do a great job of. Is well, it lets you go through all the quest lines, but you don't have that same feeling of like people recognizing you as the leader right. of each of these things. When you get to when you get to the end of the Ryujin quest, I mean, spoiler alert: you're not the CEO of Ryujin, and then have this like network of Ryujin in your manufacturer. Like, there's there's no like. Um, 
you're not a character that can that can physically do that so there's no real loyalty to him other than just like the role play of oh i'm a i did the reunion quest line so i really align with them i think that there is some it's almost like we were just short of like coming upon that like with the free star rangers like it's like oh you saved the day great job yeah you can be a ranger now it's like well okay what does that even mean right um, well you get some you, you get some quests like, out of a kiosk citi- keep getting the quests out of the kiosk now it's like man i just like killed a bunch of you know aliens wiped them all out committed genocide on all, all these aliens and then i did all this other stuff and i'm just like oh yeah you're a citizen and to me for a game where one of the main mechanics is is um you know, getting in the, into the spoiler territory um is is like the the concept of rebirth and multiple selves and and the multiverse of possibilities i think that's a real miss because i think if you're going into different new games you're like all right this time around you know what i'm gonna be king of the pirates monkey d luffy like let's get in there and let's go for it yeah or the next play you're like okay okay i'm gonna be like super duper corporate i'm just gonna like there's no payoff for that mm-hmm. and so i i feel like that that's part of the problem with with the varun stuff that kind of turbo brought up of like oh i wish i could role play into that more it's like yeah i wish you could like i wish that there was like some additional benefit like um in the thieves guild you get access like you can build up your thieves guild and you get different kinds of vendors in your little camp and a lot of people come to you and they're like okay well now i can be your follower there's some some benefits with all of that and so i, I wish that there were more benefits of aligning your Yourself. And I think that would help with the um, uh, the, I, I, the role play, the, the you know, your own character progression in the story. Yes, especially since they have all the different like faction outfits and stuff like you could wear an Eclipse outfit to get into the Eclipse. And if you choose not to be that side, like I've got Varun. I don't know if this I don't know if you guys got room, but I got Varun spacesuits. I don't know if people that don't have room background can get them. But if you don't, if you can. Even if you choose not to be Varun, but you could just wear their outfit to sneak in there to get to their quest and stuff if they want to do it that way. Yeah, there's so I think the reason for this, whenever, whenever <laughs> in my own life and in dealing with issues and looking at things, I always try to figure out like, what is the reason? Why did it turn out the way it did? Was it intentional? Was it some sort of something they had to do because they were shooting for something else, but they didn't quite get there. Like, how did this work out? We know, and Dave, you and I did episodes about like some of the early inspirations for Starfield. A lot of those early space games, you weren't anybody important. You didn't become the leader of one of the galactic empires or anything like that. You lived your life as a, a dude with a ship and you went around and you did stuff you explored you went on quests you amassed wealth you did whatever right but you never really became the leader of a faction or anything like that in those old space games um i have a feeling that was what they were shooting for and there are remnants of some of the mechanics that they took out of the game like needing to refuel your ship uh repair mechanics like a lot of the like the the detailed stuff that would have turned away a lot of the more casual gamers they removed from this game you can see that they were definitely going in that direction and even in interviews todd has talked about how they needed time to find the fun in the game so they got rid of a lot of that extraneous stuff 
But I think that led to sculpting the quests and the story in a way where you weren't becoming the leader of a faction or it was going in a very different direction from Starfield or from um, from Skyrim or Fallout uh, in Starfield. And I think that's probably some of the reason why that ended up the way it did. Uh, But we end up in this weird middle place where it's like, okay, we're not become we can still do all the quests but we're not becoming the leaders of factions we're not getting these like mega rewards from it but at the same time the world still just doesn't respond to our choices in a very free and satisfying way in the long run like it's the, it's the sort of thing where you can play 40 hours and 40 hours in you go oh that quest line was really cool i like this one better than the other one. Oh, i went and saw some really cool things some really cool stuff happened i got some cool weapons i got some cool gear i discovered some really cool planets and you did lots of cool stuff but the question becomes how do you get to that 500 hours how do you get to a thousand hours and to still have a game that people really really dig And I think the requirement for that is that the world just needs to respond more to your decisions and allow you to feel like it's a place that you can live in. Uh, And on that note, uh, Commander Marcus Shepard was able to join us, jumping into the chat. Welcome. How's it going? Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad I was able to make last minute. Yeah, Um, I actually wanted to continue just a little bit what you were just talking about. trying to get that longevity, that that high replayability. And there's there's something that I think is kind of pocket, like super uh, under the radar, super not i mean it is recognized by some uh some of the starfield fans uh specifically i would say like the uh the the the, the specific subreddits that target more um um the salt free ones the sodium the low sodium ones or the high sodium ones oh the, the the i would say lower sodium they're the more of the creative groups like it's the 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 starship builder like starship design subreddit the um the uh the the outposts planning look like one of one of the the biggest appeals that i have that i keep getting sucked into i can't i just can't find myself not getting sucked into it is the the industrialization part of the outpost building mm-hmm. um specific games like satisfactory factory like there's a ton of those really cool simulation and uh like city builder you know management sort of games that kind of is in starfield at, a, at like a low-key level yeah. so the the, the outpost building I feel like has gone in a slightly different direction than it has, at least with the, the fallout outpost building, the outpost building. And that was just kind of, Oh, I got a settlement. There's some people kind of, you know, doing some things. Um, I think whenever they added the, the, um, I can't remember the name of the DLC, uh, the, the, the one, robot one, the, the mechanist. Yeah, yeah. The mechanist. Um, Omatron. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, the, they added the, uh, the, the little more of the industrials to that whenever you could start making like ammunition, and, and stuff for your for your for your settlement but right. like starfield obviously makes it to a much different higher level because like you're actually farming for resources that you can potentially utilize in your world um so w- one of the things that i hope to see that they add more to in 2024 is they actually double down and realize like recognize that there is a lot of potential to their outpost building with this and make it to where I don't know there's like a big overhaul to the crafting system or something something along the lines that makes it to where your outpost isn't just a a little hideout it's more of an actual outpost where like you become like a little your miniature own capitalists and start like your own little organization and just keep building on 
onto that. I think that would be a really cool addition that has a lot of longevity because those those sort of games, those industrial management games, they they do have a lot of replayability, at least in my yeah. opinion. So do you imagine it becoming kind of like a like a real settlement? Like all of a sudden you are building your own city eventually? Mm-hmm. Like it, it keeps expanding out? You have that potential. You could go more in that direction where you are looking to like uh, get s- settlers to come live at your place mm-hmm. or like, like I said, you could take it the more industrial route where you make it just a huge, uh, autonomous industrial, just, uh, refinement or may- maybe build something towards making your own, like, um, starship builder or something, something along those lines, I think would be a cool if or sort of thing. Okay. Okay. I got you. Dave, do you have any questions about that? That's, I mean, it's kind of like, it's kind of, that's like what I, what I would add would, would be um, kind of an expanded system for that. I think that there is a need to almost have that space sim aspect in there. And I think, you know, using more stuff in your settlements, making that easier to access, like, is there a better way to do tutorials for that or to have some sort of goal or completion? Cause right now it's just like, oh, you're getting the resources for it, but there's no like, story involved with teaching you those mechanics of, of of how to do it like you know how we use powers in the unity or how we use um you know like a, a lot of the like manipulation like the re the quest line is like a great like okay here's how you do stealth and here's how you do a lot of like persuasion coercion that kind of stuff almost like a a spy thriller um i, I feel like that there's a need for something like that but relation to um, not settlement billing, but I, I guess it is a settlement, um, f- at least from that perspective, because I feel like that there's not enough, there's not enough carrots in the stick for it. Like the carrots in the stick is like, oh, I got like 5,000 aluminum now and I can craft all this different stuff and I can craft this and I can craft that. But like, there's no like set, uh, there's no set rewards, I think, for a lot of this stuff that it, it, it's just like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm increasing in power a little bit here and there. But without the perks to do X or Y, then I can't do that. And so, like, right. I, I think that there needs to be some sort of overhaul to settlements, including space stations would be great. Um, but I, I so guess my I, question I, is, I like, with what's, Marcus, what's the end game? And this tax on like directly to what you're saying, like. And you're kind of saying the same thing like what's the end game of those systems mm-hmm. like it's nice to be able to make things lots of people make things in bethesda games where you have crafting and you know you also have you know your uh fall 76 with your it's not a settlement it's your camp right um and lots of people use that to be creative and show off the things they've collected or make a really cool unique looking building or something like that but in starfield it's that it doesn't feel like that's the goal. It feels more like there should be some sort of goal, kind of like Commander Shepard is saying, like, why not have a goal to have a totally automated industrial complex that allows you to be able to build things that you couldn't without it or something like that? I don't know. I, I, I don't spend a lot of time on that stuff. So but I can I can see how that's appealing 
to a certain audience that really wants that, you know, being able to or being able to pull together resources from multiple different planets or systems in a way that gives you the ability to make things otherwise that you couldn't. And it takes a while to be able to do that and create manufacturing and refining across multiple systems in order to have like, what if you wanted like a gold plated freaking spaceship, but you needed to be able to build the technology to make that right. And so it's going to take you a while to do it. Is that kind of where you're thinking? Like, what do you think commander Shepard? Like, where do you think the end game is with something like that? I think you're hitting it on the nose. Definitely. I think that is a question that every, um, uh, every one of those like simulation games kind of, kind of has, you never know where the end game is. A lot of those games are actually still kind of like early access games. Cause they're, they're, I don't know. I think the ultimate appeal to those is, is kind of like the engineer's dream where they're constantly trying to improve. It's, uh, I think the, the, the term is, uh, Japanese is Kaizen. It's continuous improvement, trying to always, uh, be more refined, always be more, um, uh, ergonomic, be more effective, efficient, trying to always just, uh, improve the overall process. When does that end? I, I don't know. Um, I think that's, that's, that's the usual appeal is that you never know when it's going to end. You can just keep going and going and going, especially mm. like the game satisfactory. It's, it's just a nonstop process of you, you get more research levels. You slightly get better technology. You make those implements to your, to your, um, to your industrial thing. And like, it's just a continuous process. Obviously Starfield being a game that has other focuses, it won't necessarily be able to keep up with that because it's a very highly complex system. Yeah. But I do think that because they've touched on it and because of the way they have at least like the starship mechanics, the, um, the modular, building and settlement sort of systems. I do believe they have a lot of the necessary foundation to keep going with that. They don't necessarily have to reach the same level as those um, industrial sim games, but I do believe that an expansion on that would be appealing to a certain audience, not necessarily everybody, but it is also an opportunity to do kind of like what Dave was saying, uh, the, the set the, the, the outpost side didn't really have a very good tutorial. Like there was right. not a very good walkthrough for it. I think with the expansion, they could potentially include something like that and update that into the game. Yeah, so. I totally agree. And I think that's a very reasonable thing. You don't, it's never going to compete and it shouldn't with a game that that's the sole thing the game does, but to be able, be able to pull more into that and then also teach people a little bit better about how to, how to use it. What do you, what you actually do, uh, makes a lot of sense. Um, but tell you what, we're, we're actually close to the end of the show. We started a little bit late. We got to go thank our patrons. We're going to come back. We'll discuss a few more things. Uh, so don't go anywhere. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
more fun things to talk about so i'll try to make this as quick as possible thank you so much for our patrons thank you for being here and supporting us if you are interested in supporting the show and taking a look at all the different things you can get like ad free episodes t-shirts and stickers joining us on future chats like this head over to patreon.com slash starfield lorecast and we have to shout out command commander marcus shepherd and worst action hero our space lords who get shout outs every week thank you for your support and uh we got a new review that came in this one is from chief uh 415 from the U.S. who writes, Great lore. Starfield uh, started Starfield a few weeks ago and loved the lore of it. These guys do such a great job of sharing the background and lore of the world and focus of the factions, enemies, and missions. I want more information. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you so much, Chief. If you'd like to help us out, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll read it out on a future episode of the show. You can rate us on Spotify. and You can do lots of other things on different platforms. Just check it out. See if there's a way that you can just leave a comment or something like that. We would really appreciate it. All right. That's going to do it for the mid-break. We've got to talk about more stuff. So here we go. All right, we've got we started about 15 minutes late. I don't want to keep anyone longer. So if you need to leave, let me know. Uh, But we can keep going because I I would love to. We've got a wonderful group of people in chat tonight with all sorts of ideas. I want to pitch some of these ideas to you all and I want to get your real quick uh, I don't know, elevator pitch responses. That's not even a thing. But here, Astral Dino, first time in chat, says, I'd like to be able to assign companions to your space or to your spare spaceships and either send them on missions or fly them around in the fleet. And also, just a reminder before we dive into this one, if you're in chat, you want to leave a thing in the in the chat. We'll try to get to it if we have a, a chance. Uh, what do you all think about that? Sending off other spaceships to go do missions and come back. So are we thinking like the thing like an Assassin's Creed Black Flag where you have them like doing car, 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 commer- You're. I think you're you're disappearing, Turbo. Are you still there? I'm, no, I'm still here. I'm trying to say the word and I'm, st- I'm Com- stu- stuttering. Like, like these commercial, like... Com- commerce? Is that the right yeah, word? Yeah, commerce. Like you send them off to like, go buy and sell things or to go mine things for you and bring them back. Or, or like take like aluminum from this thing and go deliver it to like Stratos. And because there's some missions like that where you have to get like a thousand aluminum. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like have have them take that ship, make sure there's a lot of cargo space on it. It's like, hey, go take it up from my plant that makes aluminum and you go deliver it for me. So I don't have to go waste time doing it. And you just keep doing that and make me money. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the things that you could or transport workers. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, or take on what if what if you took on one of the uh, Freestar quests and they're like, oh, this little this little colony over here needs somebody to come in and kill the spacers or whatever. So you're like, all right, you two get on that ship and go do it. And then they head off and they do it. And then maybe there's a percent chance, depending on the equipment and the stuff you give them, that they succeed and they come back and you get a cut of the profits or they get in trouble. And then you get this like notification somehow of like, holy crap, we need you to bail us out. We're in danger. And then you fly over there and then you blow some dudes up, save your save your crew, your extra spaceship and then get out of there. Like, that seems cool. That seems like like another one of those like ways to live in the world a little bit more. And it would use their skills, too, because some of them have skills like. 
like their skills when you have assignment like i can actually use them too then for once yeah yeah like what if it's like a like it's a commerce mission so you want somebody with those skills or it's like a subterfuge kind of mission so you need somebody who can sneak and fight you know like or what if you need to convince somebody of something and you just send them off and see if they can go do it uh, and sure, you wouldn't want it to be like open ended, like they go off and do anything, but very specific kinds of missions that you could send them on. That sounds really cool. Dave, what do you think? I, I mean, yeah, that sounds I mean, that sounds good to me. I like it. Okay. I like the idea of having a number of different companions that you can can use to kind of send off. I'm trying to think of a game. There was a game that I played recently that was like that um, where you're kind of like filling people into roles. I don't know. I like the system from the old Assassin's Creed where you had like the group of assassins that you're like, all right, you got to go to, you got to go to Germany and you got to go kill a guy. Yeah. And you come back and you bring me 200 gold and a piece of wood. And I'll really like that. <laughs> right. Three days later they return. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I think that was the guild system in revelations. I believe is what you're referring to. I, I personally enjoy that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, I mean, they did, they've done it in MMOs like World of Warcraft had a system where you would send certain characters off and they had to do things and then they'd come back. Um, yeah, I could totally see that. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's move on. Um, any other I'm gonna f- pop off for the even. Sorry, guys. All right. See you, Dave. Thanks for being Good here, night, Dave. Bye. Bye. Uh, Dave. Any other comments? Feel free. Oh, I got to adjust the screen again. Oh, I messed up the screen when other when we got a fifth person. Um, uh, Dave ruined everything. Oh, Dave Gosh. ruined it all. <laughs> Oh, we could talk bad about him now that has gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Um, so, yeah, any other... I'm not seeing any other thoughts in, in chat for, for things. Uh, lo- lots of responses to some of the ideas that we came up with um, already. I have a little thought. Yeah? I wish they would give you a preview for when you're making your ship. Like, you could see the layout inside of it. I know mm. we were talking about ships and building stuff. I, wish, I know it's a little petty thing, but I just want to put this out into the universe. Maybe they'll listen, maybe they'll listen to this podcast. And the list, like actually, not like they. I'm not saying that you're not big pockets. I mean, like, they actually listen to us and take our, our advice. You're like, you know what? He said this. We're gonna do it now. Yeah. No, that would. I mean, I think that would be cool too. I've always wondered, like, okay, if I put this module here, what's the inside gonna look like? Well, I don't know until I do it. Like I said, have to do it and go check it out. Um, and then waste either waste money or it. it it's not wasting time because I like building, but it's like the loading screens waste time. I mean, it's it's yeah. definitely a series of wasting time because also the there's the huge issue with the uh, how the stairs and how the the doors and stuff spawn inside of your ship because the the system that's in place makes it to where there's supposed to be one singular path that just draws a line between all of the modules on your ship uh, as long as it connects to every room then it's achieved its goal but there's obviously going to be part points on your ship where you want to have multiple doors or multiple accesses to, but it's not going to do that. It, 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 it pretty much prevents a, a loop from ever forming. You can never have a circle within your ship of, of modules. So they're definitely hmm. I, everybody in the, 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 the starship side of, 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 uh, of Starfield has definitely run into that problem and it would definitely be a huge improvement to change that ASAP. So yeah yeah i can see improvements that uh with that stuff uh we've talked about it before on the show uh labels of uh systems and locations on those systems or planets so like some sort of like break apart um part of the map like on the side i would imagine say a way to pull up a list of systems and then go to that system and then see a list of 
planets in that system and then click on a planet and then see what kinds of locations or cities are on that planet. Also a way to search for certain places. So like I want to go to neon. I don't need to remember in my head. Oh, neon is on this planet in this system. I just put neon in the search thing and it goes pops up and I go target go. Um, yeah, it feels like the current system that they have was just they just pull straight out of Fallout. It's like, yep, yeah, it's all it's sort of great for Fallout, so we're going to do it again here too. But it's such a quite literally galactically large scale that it doesn't work quite as well because it, you don't have an infinite list of memory, or you don't have an infinite memory to list everything in your head. Right. And so I, th- I right. feel like that would be a very good uh, idea. It's like GPS coordinates, and then you already have you know, just like in GPS, you have your favorite over here, which you can already cl- immediately click on. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Yeah. Sometimes I go places and I'm like, oh, I need to I want to go back to that planet I was at. And I was like, what planet was that? I don't even remember. Like what planet has the just time to Google. <laughs> right. Like there's got to be a way like it would be nice even just to be able to say like, OK, bookmark this planet to come back later <laughs> so I can just mm-hmm. you know, like fast travel point in the future, come back or specifically the yeah. place where I landed. I want to make sure I can land in that same exact spot. Um, you can, it's really hard to do that. It's almost like you have to build a settlement there to know that you can come back to that spot. You know, it's yeah. So yeah. that whole system, uh, Lord Chaplin in the chat says, uh, how could dynamic events be implemented or expanded such as space anomalies? I, I would love, I would love expanded amount of just like other stuff that goes on randomly dynamically as you know, especially on planets, like the space stuff is cool, but give me more weird stuff that happens on planets like random encounters random yeah. encounters coming across uh monsters boss monsters places like you go into a cave and most of the time there's really not a whole lot going on in that cave like why why can't i stumble across like a mama bear that's protecting the cave you know like that would be great <laughs> or what if i land in a location and 10 minutes later a hurricane blows over me and like holy crap the weather's getting really dangerous you know th- things like that that make everything feel a little bit more real and lived again, lived in and kind of more real uh, are on my list. Uh, and well, we got to wrap up the episode guys. Any other last minute thoughts? Any other quick ones? I do have one, just one really quick one. Sure. I would love just to have some sort of, um, I don't know. I would like a cinematic of some sort or something along those lines of just getting a little bit more of what earth looked like before everything bad happened to it. Like it, yeah. everything seems to kind of, it's the pinnacle of how Starfield's timeline just diverges into its own. But like, obviously it's a, it's a, it's an extreme funnel because earth was this huge, uh, like it was very scientifically advanced to the extent where they were getting the, the interstellar travel like set up. But like, I don't know. I, I do. I did like the, the, the missions that we got. I just feel like there could have been a whole lot more. Hey, Marcus, here's a pro tip. Yeah. You have a window right outside. You can look out there and see what Earth's like right now. <laughs> no, but like a hundred years from now before, oh, I know, I before know. it went to hell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would imagine it looks kind of similar, but they, they had advanced tech and uh, it would have been different, right? Like, oh yeah, that yeah. Would, it'd be cool to know a little bit more about that or have another flashback kind of situation. Like you were talking about like going and like seeing what the war was like, might not go and or, or yeah. have the technology to just be like, okay, this is, this is or what like, we remember about Earth. 
Here you go. At the, very, at the very least, you could just go walk into a movie theater and like they would play like a 300 year old movie or something like that. And you go, <laughs> oh, that's what Seattle was like. That's cool. Yeah. 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 That could be cool. All right. Well, thank you for joining me, everybody in chat. Thank you for being here. Let's go back through and feel free to shout out anything you got going on that you want to share with everyone else or just say thanks for being here. I'm going to go through an order on the screen. Turbo, thanks for joining us again. Anything you want to share before you head out? Nope. Nothing. All right, sounds good. Thanks for being here, buddy. <laughs> and then Nova, I know you got you got stuff. Yes, I do. I have a YouTube channel that is Supernova, capital S, and then capital N, zero, capital V, capital A. Look for the golden retriever icon. I mostly do Fallout content, but eventually, sometime probably within the next decade, I will also be covering Starfield content. Um, I haven't posted it in over a month because I've been extremely busy in real life, but be sure I have some stuff on the pipeline on the way. So Awesome. Awesome. Well, good yep. luck. Good luck with that. Go check yeah, out Nova's channel. I'm also on the Discord, so if you want to contact me there, feel free to send me a message. Awesome. And Commander Marcus Shepard, thanks for being able to pop in. Thank you for having me last minute. Sorry for for being so last minute. I didn't realize that uh, uh, today was Tuesday, so I'm still kind of recovering from New Year's. But yeah, I don't have anything going on. Nothing here. Just in and out on the on the Discord. So that's about it. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us. I'm glad you made it. And uh, thank you everyone for tuning in. Here's to 2024 and another year of content. And uh, Dave, Dave's got rad rolls. <laughs> you go check out rad rolls. They're doing Starfield stuff. They're doing Fallout stuff. It's a very funny show. You should go check it out. Uh, also, I do lots of other lore casts about Fallout and Elder Scrolls and Mass Effect and the Lord of the Rings. And you can check out all of those on whatever podcast you're listening to this on or head over to robotsradio.net for links to all the different shows on the network, including stuff that I'm not doing that other hosts are doing. Uh, thanks for being here again. We'll see you next week. Stay safe out there. Bye, everybody. you enjoyed this show did you know that parodies are copyright protected tell a friend and review on itunes or other services dave and tom excited for starfield let's all speculate and wear no shoes why aren't we wearing any shoes? Because shoes rhymes with iTunes, and that's the best I could think of. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.